Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Running Obstetrician Podcast. My name is Christopher Morosky, and I am the Running Obstetrician. In this episode, we will be continuing on an obstetrics topic. Obstetrics. This next episode in this series on obstetrical forceps will be dedicated to the Piper forceps. Piper forceps are very interesting and peculiar forceps due to their use for delivery of the aftercoming head in the setting of breech vaginal delivery. It was Dr. Edmund B. Piper from the University of Pennsylvania who saw that there was a clear need for forceps that could safely hold on to the fetal head that was entrapped behind the perineum and could not deliver with the customary Marisol Smelly Weitz maneuver or suprapubic pressure onto the infant's head. In 1924, he introduced his long forceps to deal with this situation. Piper forceps are easily recognizable. For starters, they are the longest forceps in production. This is brought about by their parallel shanks measuring up to 15 centimeters in length. The shanks also have a prominent perineal curve, which aids in flexion of the fetal head. The fenestrated blades are attenuated in size and have both very mild pelvic and cephalic curves. The purpose of these forceps is really to provide flexion to the head, and therefore the blades only require a small amount of grip on the fetal head rather than the comparatively larger amount of compression required for rotation and extraction seen with use of the classic forceps. The Piper forceps have an English lock and the branches are crossed. The hollowed out dropped handles makes these forceps easier to apply and use underneath the delivered body of the infant. Now, it is worth mentioning here that in modern times with safe access to anesthesia and aseptic surgical techniques, the evidence points to the increased safety to the breech-presenting infant with the use of cesarean delivery. However, in certain circumstances, for example, patient refusal, precipitous delivery, or high-order multiparous patients with proven pelvises, there will eventually come a time in most obstetricians' careers when vaginal delivery of the breech-presenting infant may occur. In this setting, familiarity with the use of Piper forceps can be beneficial to the patient and physician and life-saving to the infant. Application of the Piper forceps is straightforward and complicated at the same time. The complicated part comes from the need for an assistant to elevate the infant's body and deflect the body to the opposite side that the forceps branch is being applied. Also, due to the fact that the infant is somewhat in the way interiorly, the obstetrician often needs to get down on one knee for application of the forceps. Insertion, however, is often straightforward due to the diminished blade size and curvatures. Similar to the classic forceps with English locks, I apply the left branch first so that the branches do not need to be crossed after application. The pelvic side wall is protected by the opposite hand, which also helps with placing the blade around the fetal head and into the pelvis. This is done usually with ease on both sides. When necessary, the blades are wandered into position, but I find that the fetal head has almost always come to rest in the anterior-posterior plane by this point, and little wandering from the OA position is required. The key take-home point with Piper forceps is that the mechanism of delivery is much more emphasized on flexion of the fetal head rather than extraction. Flexion is accomplished simply by raising the articulated branches up over the horizontal while applying gentle traction. The assistant should be prepared for quick delivery of the infant, and there is little need to remove the blades with delivery due to their smaller size. 
As a word of caution, like all aspects of forceps use, if insertion is met with resistance, or similarly, if delivery is met with resistance, the operator should stop, remove the branch or branches, and reconsider the approach to application rather than attempt to overcome the resistance with increased force. Also, it is worth noting that there are short Piper forceps which are modified with much shorter shanks, as well as shorter handles that end in a pivot lock. The application and use of the short Pipers is relatively the same, save for the fact that the branches are parallel rather than crossed. I can attest to the fact that Piper forceps do take some getting used to. It is helpful to feel comfortable with the application and use of the classic forceps such as Elliot's and Simpson's prior to using Pipers. Also, since breech vaginal delivery is an uncommon occurrence, practice with the use of Piper forceps in a simulation setting is highly recommended. Well, that will about do it for Piper forceps in this podcast. To hear more podcasts about obstetrical forceps and all things obstetrics, you can check out our website, www.runningobstetrician.com, and of course, you can find all of our podcasts on iTunes. Until next time, take care, take it easy, and keep on running.